We've got to talk some Formula 1 because we had uh, the Italian uh, Grand Prix uh, this morning in Monza and uh, Liam Lawson, our new favourite Kiwi motorsport driver. Um, although Scott Dixon did put up, uh, pick up a third in the IndyCar, um, we, uh, we're loving seeing Liam Lawson in a Formula 1 car and joining us now to talk about the Grand Prix and everything Formula 1 is Cam Van Den Dungan. He is, like I said, the host of the Gridwalk on ECN and a motorsport Formula 1 commentator. G'day Cam, welcome in. Yeah, thank you very much. And the future for Kiwi Motorsport is definitely Liam Lawson. He's been coming for a while and now he's able to show his talent. And what a great race from him overnight, even though he was disappointed with the result. Yeah, well, uh, just outside the points, and I know in Formula 1 that's sort of the big marker for, for young drivers, getting inside the points and his teammate uh, Yuki Tsunoda not even uh, re- making a starting line. So, uh, look, I guess the question that everyone wants to know Cam, is how long is this going to last for Liam? Because obviously Daniel Ricciardo will come back at some stage, but uh, is there a chance that they stick with Liam Lawson? And if not, is, is, the, is there maybe a future in 2024? That's a very good question, and I think there's a big contract writing on the answer on that one. Mm. Last night on our show, Gridwalk, uh, myself and Carl Reinler, who co-hosts that show with me, he's the Formula One medical car driver, um, I, I probably upset quite a few Australian fans, and I reckon I made a few Kiwi fans <laughs> off the back of a big statement when I said, I believe, and I still honestly believe this, that Liam Lawson actually deserved that drive over Daniel Ricciardo. And, and the reason I believe that is Liam Lawson has come up on the journey with Oscar Piastri, a young, rapid Australian driver who's showing great things, um, taking it up to Lando Norris. Now, Oscar Piastri... Um, He's shown his, his talent. Liam Lawson is now finally, just by pure luck and unfortunate for Daniel Ricciardo, but he's taken it with both hands. Now, to give you an idea of where he's at, he finished 11th last night, one slot out of the points. That is the best result that car he is in. Remember, it was driven by um, Nick DeVries at the start of the year, two races with Daniel Ricciardo, and the best result it's had has been at the hands of the Kiwi driver in his first full race weekend. Mm. One spot out of the points and incredible talent. Now, the reality is, I have a feeling Daniel Ricciardo may be delayed in his way back to the grid right now. And the better Liam Lawson goes, the longer that delay may become. Helmut Marco, who's the head of Red Bull Racing's talent development program, the, the Red Bull Junior Driver Program, uh, I think he'll say, no, no, Daniel, you just require another week, just another, another event. So we've seen in the news this morning that he won't be at Singapore, which means Liam Lawson goes to Singapore. I'll be luckily enough over there commentating uh, for the event. Uh, and even Japan is at risk for Daniel Ricciardo. So we may well see Liam Lawson in two more races, and that's the opportunity he has to state his claim or stake his claim for a full game, a full grid drive next year. And what about like um, the AlphaTauri um, car? You just mentioned that's the best uh, finish that car's had under Liam Lawson. Is it even more impressive what he's been able to do in a car like that? I, I always wonder. I'm, I'm only sort of a, a, a what you'd call a plastic Formula One fan cam. I watch Drive to Survive and absolutely love it. But uh, if, is it one of those scenarios where if maybe he was in a better car, he'd be he'd also be doing a lot better? Yeah, of course, he'd be going a lot better in a better car. I guess you, you um, race him against his teammates. And, that, and Yuki Tsunoda, we didn't get to see them in race trim. The power unit failed on the formation lap for Yuki Tsunoda. He wasn't able to get out there. But we look at the practice sessions. Liam Lawson was quicker than him uh, in one of the practice sessions. I think it was free, uh, free practice two. Um, but he was half a second away in the earlier session. Sorry, he, he was half a second away from Yuki Tsunoda. And by the time they got to qualifying, he got to just under two-tenths the gap between himself and Yuki Tsunoda in that qualifying trim was right alongside him. 
So this is a first full race weekend for a young driver. He's never gone full race distance in a Formula One car, and it is a massive physical exercise to be able to do that, particularly at the Temple of Speed, which is Monza. Very, very fast corners there, some heavy braking into the chicanes. So it, was, it would have been physically punishing for the young man. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get a better read on him at Singapore, a different track, probably a lot more in line with Monaco, a lot tighter, twistier, not those high-speed corners. And we'll get an idea of where the Alpha Tower is. It performed quite well at Monza, so relatively slippery, relatively fast in a straight line. Um, so we'll get a better read at Singapore, completely different track. And if he does get a chance at Japan, well, that's, a, that's an iconic track as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I'm kind of stepping around the answer for you because we don't really know how big the gains are with Alpha Tari. We've had three drivers through that car so far this year. So they will be getting better. Mm. The car's looking good. Just how good Liam is, well, the more races, the more we find out. So I'm probably going to be um, sort of unrealistic here in my patriotism, but how happy are Red Bull with Sergio Perez? <laughs> you know, you see where <laughs> so I'm angling Sergio, it here, Cam? <laughs> I, know, I know exactly where you're angling it. And right now, Daniel Ricciardo wants that seat. Liam Lawson wants that seat. Yuki Tsunoda wants that seat. And Sergio Perez has a contract and a drive at the moment. He, he, the, the closer he can get to Max, and the happier Max is, he's going to be okay and safe. Um, the reality is, when does the future come? They've put all their eggs in the Max Verstappen basket. They're winning the World Drivers' Championship. They've just broken the record for most consecutive wins. Ten in a row for Max Verstappen. The next best was nine in a row by Sebastian Vettel back in 2013. So an incredible run. As a team, they're really looking at those results. They're getting them with their main driver. They like Team Harmony. They don't want to jeopardise that. Mm. Having said that, what comes next? This is where I think Liam Lawson uh, has a really good opportunity to get a shot at that seat moving forward, but he may have to do his apprenticeship in um, Alpha Tauri. So that's the big question right now. They'll be discussing it. Um, uh, Christian Horner, Helmut Marco, what do we do next? Sergio Perez, yeah, his form hasn't been there, but you've got to look at his team as a whole and brand as a whole. Liam Lawson, though, does have age on his side. And he also has an aggressive attitude when he drives that I thought would translate well to Formula One. And it looks like it, it, it is already paying some dividends now. Again, I don't want to go the early crow, though, because he's had one full race weekend and he didn't score points, even though he was 11th. It was, it was a very good drive, but still, we still need to see more. Mm. It's a really interesting sort of dynamic um with Red Bull Cam because I know in the past Christian Horner's put a bit of pressure on Chico to like even though he's finishing you know second or third he's getting podiums while Max is, is basically winning everything he's sort of put a pr- bit of pressure on him to be a little bit more competitive but surely you know as a team as long as you're getting the win it doesn't matter who's getting it um, you, you must be sort of pretty happy so in that regard Chico almost is the perfect teammate because he doesn't really challenge Max. Well you look at Valtteri Bottas when he was there with uh, yeah. Lewis Hamilton you look at um uh, Rubens Barrichello with Michael Schumacher. You need your second, uh, your second driver. Mark Webber with Sebastian Vettel. As much as it broke Australians' hearts that the focus went on to Sebastian Vettel, this is what teams do. This is what elite drivers have. They want a harmonious, good teammate that will play rear gunner and is happy to take the win when it presents itself. So if Perez can continue to do that, provide support and not cause any distraction or disruption... He's relatively safe, and it will come down to how happy Max is as well. Um, interesting, though, that the team from Mercedes has started firing barbs across at Max Verstappen, saying, well, you've only beaten Sergio Perez. I, you know, Lewis Hamilton, he made a big statement uh, that, you know, I had much tougher 
um, teammates to race again. And so your numbers are a bit false compared to me because I had to, to race against uh, much stronger, better qualified teammates. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that little uh, little niggle between Mercedes <laughs> and Red Bull at the moment. Yeah, well, hopefully that'll make the next season of Drive to Survive. Um, Cam, put it, put it into context for us, that uh, that 10 race win streak, because I sort of talked at the top of the show, natural for sports fans to compare it to, you know, teams that can win 10 games in a row, but completely different different beast, not only in motorsport, but in Formula One, isn't it? You think about what we've seen, the generations, the eras of drivers from Fangio to Senna, you know, the Senna Prost battles. We had our Schumacher era, as I said, our Lewis Hamilton era, Sebastian Vettel era. All the way through that, no one's been able to get to 10 consecutive wins. So think about that for a minute, that in the entire history of Formula One, no one has achieved better than nine consecutively until Max Verstappen came along. I think that is just incredible in terms of any uh, sporting code. That's like, I guess, winning three World Cups in a row. Mm. You know, just can't do it. I mean, you know, the All Blacks have staked their claim so many times over the journey and been such an incredible team, but even they can't, can't win two, three careful, World Cam, Cups back careful. to back. And that's, where, that's what we're talking <laughs> about. Hey, look. My heart gets broken when we talk rugby, so I'm not <laughs> going to get too much into that right now. But, uh, but certainly staying in motorsport terms, think about the eras we've gone through, and yet Max Verstappen, first one to get to that perfect 10 in a row. Mm. Well, we've got, what, eight, is it eight Grand Prix left? Eight or nine Grand Prix left? Um, yeah, so we've got 22 in the season, so uh, still plenty of racing to go. We've got a week off, and then we, we head off to Singapore. I actually fly out uh, Wednesday week to go and call that race, which will be a bit of fun. We'll be doing our grid walk from... Well, near the paddock, we've got digital rights we've got to, uh, we've got to play into, but um, I'm looking forward to it. One of the best Grand Prix of the year. Yeah, no, awesome. We'll, we'll definitely have to catch up with you while you're over there. So when, when can Max, when's it sort of all wrapped up? It sort of feels like it's inevitable, but uh, is, is that yeah. on the horizon if he gets, you know, two more wins or whatever, then it's all wrapped up and he can't be, can't be caught? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, at Japan, which is two more races time. He could mathematically do it then. Um, it gets harder and harder. I mean, we're going to very different tracks now. Um, Singapore is a, is a very difficult track. You'll hear a lot of the drivers say that when they start their pre-season training, they're actually preparing for Singapore. It is the longest race we have of the year. We go closest for time certain. The temperatures they deal with, the heat, the constant turning of the car, the amount of gear changes, it is the most gruelling Grand Prix of the year. So for Max to do it there and make it 11 in a row... I think will be a very big ask for him. Ferrari's gone pretty well at Singapore over the journey, so we'll be watching how they go. Some of the other cars coming to the fore. McLaren, I think, will be very good in Singapore, so watch for Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri. Um, but he can wrap it up by Japan, which is two more races' time, and that would just be unheard of in the sport. But, you know, it sort of makes me um, ask the question, again, being an Australian, it's hard to say this, but you look at it and go, that decision Red Bull made to focus on Max when he was young and wild and we all wondered why there wasn't more effort on Daniel Ricciardo, mm. it's starting to make sense for all of us now. When you look back, you go, this kid came in, he was a teenager when he started in Formula One, and now we're seeing someone that they're starting to use terms like one of the best ever, and he's, he's on, his, on his way to another world championship, which he'll wrap up, it's just a matter of when. Yeah, well, uh, all the focus for us, of course, will be on uh, Liam Lawson. That's what's keeping it all interesting for us at the moment. Cam, I uh, really do appreciate you, you jumping on the show, my friend, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely catch up with you up in Singapore. That'll be fantastic. Enjoy it. 
Thank you very much. And, uh, hey, go the Kiwis in Formula 1. See yeah. how it goes in Singapore. Yeah, that's the one. Thank you, Cam. Uh, Vandy and Duncan there, host of Gridwalk, uh, which is a fantastic ECN uh, show all about Formula 1. And uh, he's a great motorsport commentator. So we'll catch him up in Singapore. That'll be awesome.